Before we begin today's podcast, I would like to announce that I'll be attending the Mind Body Soul Expo on Saturday, September 4th in beautiful Saratoga Springs, New York. The event will be held at the Saratoga Springs Convention Center, 522 Broadway, in downtown Saratoga Springs, which is 30 minutes north of Albany, and admission is free to the public. Come see over 130 vendors, 16 lectures, and eight free classes and workshops. Registration is not required, but if you would like to tell me you're coming, please let me know on my website. Go to vitalbioenergetics.com and click on workshops. I can't wait to see you there. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes. I am your host, Bill G, with co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G, and I'm here with Nina. And for the next five episodes, we're going to be uh, changing the conversation, uh, still basically staying on the, the topic of the law of one, but this time we're going to be focusing on constructs. Now, a construct is a set of third density beliefs designed specifically to take us away from our free will and take away our choice point within the third density to make that choice between service to self and service to others. Now, just to remind you what that choice point looks like, at least in terms of the balance of the choice point, it should be about 51% service to others, 49% service to self. So it's basically a balance between self-care and service to your community. What happens with a construct, though, is it takes away your free will. It makes us slaves to sources and programming that is outside of the social memory complex. By taking away our free will, constructs makes us slaves to sources and programming that's outside of the social memory complex. But I understand that it's not this big thing outside of us that's trying to take over. It is a suggestion. It is something that's just out in the ether. And if we take it on and then take it inside and then identify with it, we still have our free will to make that choice. But oftentimes we feel other things like guilt and pain and responsibility and all kinds of other feelings that make us feel as though, oh, well, that is me, that is a part of me, or um, we just can't, uh, it's part of our programming as a child. And so we just can't see that it isn't something that is ours, outside of ourselves. Yeah. So it really is our, our, we do have the free will to choose a construct or not. Yeah. And constructs aren't all bad because they provide a framework they provide us with a, at least in the third density, it provides us with a certain degree of predictability in our world to understand that one thing follows the other. But however, if we want to move on away from third density, from this predictable struggle, 
triumph, struggles, triumph, struggle process, we need to let that go and instead embrace something else. The main thing to understand here is that you can have constructs without them hurting you or becoming a part of you. Um, we are who we are at different times of the day and that changes. We are different parts of ourselves every minute of every day. So one minute you may be feeling one thing and you are one thing. And then the next minute you could be feeling something else and are something else. And those things individually are constructs. But as long as we don't take them in and say, well, this is all me. Like, oh, my body, I'm going through menopause. I'm really fat. This is me. And then you take it on, you get depressed and, and, and all these things that come along with this. As long as you see that as not the self, but just, hey, this is who I am looking like right now, but this will change, then the construct can be very positive and help, help you move out of problems and um, looping dramas that you might have. I think an excellent example of the uh, a construct is Plato's allegory of the cave. And um, most of us are familiar with this in, from our, our school days. Uh, but for those of you who are not familiar with Plato's allegory, it's a kind of a situation, it's an allegory of people living in a cave and they are staring at the walls, at the shadows of the fires that are burning be behind them. And they're told that the shadows and the lights that are dancing on the walls is reality. And that anything existing outside of the cave, the sunlight, for instance, is a myth. It doesn't actually exist. And so for generations, these people live within the cave, staring at the wall and letting the shadows become their reality. And that, in a way, is a construct. It is a an artificial um, way of looking at life or artificial life that when you break away from that and you step outside of the cave and you see the sunlight for the first time, you don't even believe that the sunlight exists. You believe that that is the myth and that what reality is is what's in the cave until eventually you are comfortable with the new reality, the new light. And then you come back into the cave and tell all your friends, hey, I found this light outside and it's really, really cool. And they're like, heretic, you, you're denying reality. And, you know, then they burn you at the stake because of your, you know, you're telling them something that is outside of that construct. In that sense, constructs create catalysts for ascension. Uh, they create events and situations within an individual's lifetime in order to provide the contrast to consciousness expansion. So again, going back to our example of Plato's cave is that the person who leaves the cave is experiencing consciousness expansion, but then when they go back to tell their friends about it, now they're experiencing catalyst. Now they're experiencing a struggle with the old reality and the new reality in order for them to understand that there is a difference and that consciousness expansion is actually the way forward and sticking with the old construct is the way backwards. What's interesting about that allegory is say, uh, you know, the guy goes outside the cave and comes back and tells all of his people, the 
terrible arguments that happen as a result of this person saying, hey, look, this is something different. Why don't you come out and see it? It's really cool. Those arguments are the tearing down of the familiar reality in order to bring in the new reality. This sort of transition may be not that difficult or it may be extremely hard. If you look around in your life and you're trying to um, do something else and your family's like, well, you know, you're really only supposed to be a doctor or a lawyer and that's it and you can't be anything else. But you're saying, no, no, I want to be a sculptor and I don't want to make any money. I just want to <laughs> work at an <laughs> artist co-op and be happy. And they get real upset with you about that. The fact that they're upset is the beginning of the tearing down of that old reality in order to bring in the new one. And that is actually a really positive one. You can look at this like the tower card in the tarot, where you have this fantastical strong stone tower that implodes and comes tumbling down in order to pave the way for something new, something expanded, and something way more wonderful than you could have imagined. And we do that a lot with um, when clients come to see me. That's what we're doing a lot of the times is we are recognizing the constructs, we are dowsing the construct, and then we are allowing high self to inform us what they are so we can tear them down. So that way we can create that catalyst event. We live in constructs all the time. And most of the time we don't see any of them really. Um, an example uh, that Bill and I were talking about just the other day was that we moved to our city uh, to kind of get away from a situation that we didn't really want to be in. It wasn't really good for any of us and um, for Bill to uh, find a better paying job because the job he had was, you know, it wasn't that great. It was a lot of long hours. It wasn't terribly fulfilling. So we came to our city. That in itself is a construct. Uh, there was a certain vibrational quality to the reason why we came here. And even though we have changed our lives, Bill left his job that he didn't like, and he's doing this job that he loves now. And um, so am I, even though we left maybe half that construct on the floor and stepped into something else, the fact that we still live here within our current situation that we came into when we came here means that we're still living part of the way within the construct that brought us here. And I was thinking, wow, you know, if we really want to keep stepping out of our construct is we allow a life situation to propel us into a certain place, live that out for a little bit, change it, but then maybe completely change it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that um, is important in stepping out of constructs. Now, maybe you don't have to leave your city. You know, maybe we don't have to leave our house, which which we love, but it's worth looking at because if we go off and do something completely different in a completely different place, and I don't mean like just keep doing the same thing that we've been doing somewhere else, because that is not stepping out of the construct, but maybe choosing something else to go toward instead of away from, uh, this is very helpful in moving out of a construct that maybe you can't see. Yeah. 
And because when we first moved here, we left some of that construct, that old construct behind, that actually puts us in a better position to let go of even more constructs moving forward. So once you begin this process of letting go, of identifying and then letting go of those constructs, then the next one becomes easier and the next one becomes easier until you get to a point where you recognize that everything is a construct and that whatever constructs that you are holding on to can also be released whenever you need to release them. But if you're living a construct that actually brings you a great deal of joy, stick with that because that is going to be right for you in the moment. And that is going to bring you the most success and the most abundance and the most happiness in your life. So see, constructs don't have to be bad. No, they don't. But if they are coming from a place of lack, fear, anger, any of those sort of base emotions, um, they are worth looking at and releasing for something more joyful. So why do we attract constructs into our life experience? I mean, on the surface, it's because we live here in 3D land. And 3D land requires having constructs just for us to get by from day to day. And because we live in time. Right. Time itself uh, requires a sort of continuity. So a construct is a perfect opportunity to create this continuity. So what are the different types of constructs are we talking about or why we attract them into our life? Um, the first one we can think of here is ancestral line programming. So uh, when I say ancestral line programming, what are we thinking about here? These are your ancestors down the line. So your grandmother's grandmother's grandfather's uncle. Right. <laughs> so it's so what we're talking about here is uh, ancestral programming in the sense that uh, my grandfather was an accountant and therefore and my mother was an accountant and therefore I'm an accountant and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, but it can also uh, go way further back than that. I once did the most amazing shamanic uh, journey called the ghost dance with Dana and Shanna Robinson in Maryland. And within that uh, event, I saw my ancestors from 200,000 years ago. And I knew they were mine. I knew they were my family. And they lived a certain way. And due to their lifestyle and whatever they were going through at the moment, um, that even those things um, has been handed down through our genetics. And we tend to live them out or hold on to them and loop them today, especially if they were particularly traumatic. And so uh, another one is our DNA, our genetics. Um, so a construct could be that um, I am a blonde-haired, blue-eyed male, and that creates a certain level of construct around my social memory experience. Or, hey, say um, within maybe your father's line or your mother's line, maybe there's a lot of cancer and a lot of people in those lines um, pass away pretty young because of cancer. And you can kind of take that on as well. I'm related to that. So I have this uh, uh, propensity for maybe getting cancer later in life. And that kind of makes you afraid. Right. Or a propensity towards obesity or a propensity towards, you just name it. If, it, if it's got a genetic marker in it, or at least there is a construct or belief associated with that, then 
we believe that we are stuck in that construct that that is that's just my lot in life i'm always going to be look this way i'm always going to feel this way i'm always going to be suffering from these kinds of diseases or inconveniences because of who i am based on my genetics another one is the inviting of the involvement of low vibration fourth and fifth density entities and um We've seen this and we've already talked about this in our podcast when we talked about fourth and fifth density negative beings and how they influence us and they influence us because we invite them and they are actually again part of a construct and they actually helped build and reinforce those constructs by what they tell us about ourselves and by how they tell us what we should or should not be doing. Any group that tells you uh, what to believe, how to, how to look at yourself and what to believe about your world, even if it doesn't quite sit right with you. A good example of a fourth and fifth density entity influencing is negative self-talk. Um, because a lot of times when we are trying to make ourselves better or we're thinking about our life situation, we have a lot of negative self-talk. And a lot of that negative self-talk isn't even coming from ourselves. It's coming from these higher vibrational entities of a low frequency who are feeding on our low vibration emotions. Another good one is family programming. And family programming, we, we talked a little bit about that with ancestral line programming, but more specifically with family line programming, uh, we're talking about your immediate family or your immediate extended family, because every family has within it a certain culture, a certain set of norms that you're supposed to follow at all times. Have you noticed, especially recently, that large groups of a family will believe one thing? and go one way because, hey, you all live together. You were all taught the same thing. So why wouldn't you kind of gather together like uh, a group of birds or? And it, there's kind of an unwritten expectation among certain families, actually many families, that everyone needs to agree to the, on the same ideas, uh, political or whatever. And every time somebody tries to break away from that norm or break away from that paradigm, they are pariahs in the family. They're you know the black sheep of the family. They're not treated very well anymore. Another example is um, educational programming, because most of us who have attended public school have been subjected to a certain degree of indoctrination. Yeah, I mean, every they want everyone to be the same, and they have a set of rules that is the same for everybody, and they use uh, books and philosophies and histories that all kind of join we, with each other around the country. We go through our education with a certain set of beliefs about what it is to be an American or what it means to be from any other country. And where they put your country is on a higher pedestal than all of the other countries. And, you know, right now they're doing the Olympics and it's the same thing, you know, where each country is competing against each other where your feelings of self-worth are on the line with every individual athlete that swims across the swimming pool. Going along with that as well is our religious and spiritual programming. Yeah, you get the same thing because uh, even the ancient spiritual people, say from India, China, 
those stories had bits of truth that maybe, you know, was presented in a way for the people who lived at the time and maybe can seem a, a bit cryptic now. But as time went on, those truths got kind of warped in a way. Okay. And then, you know, as people uh, translated them and moved them through their own particular culture of the moment, um, they were kind of stuffed in a box right. and fit into these particular paradigms and they lost a lot of the original meaning. And a, a great example of that too is when we talked about this when we we're talking about fifth density entities is that the raw entity and Jesus too, when they came to earth to teach mankind about these higher vibrations and how to live your life to live in a higher vibration, it got construed and turned into a construct where the not we, the not believers are labeled as heretics and burned at the stake. Whereas anybody who is trying to think outside of the box and say, hey, wait a second, that's not exactly what he said. That's not exactly what um, the we should be really focusing on here. We shouldn't be talking about hierarchical structures within religious organizations. We should be talking about spiritual expansion, consciousness expansion. And those people are automatically branded as the not we heretics or whatever you want to call them. And uh, they are gotten rid of. People in power will tend to take old things, things that can go back generations because no one really knows any differently and use them to create uh, their own power constructs uh, among their people. And then there's our own life experiences too. Which wraps all that up and more. Right. So our, 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 like a life experiences, you know, I've had um, terrible relationships in my past. Um, you know, I, I tend to attract narcissists and then, you know, people who abuse me. So therefore I will always attract people who abuse me. And the next time I go out to find another partner, um, I'm instantly attracted to that person who's going to abuse me because I'm living that construct. I'm only seeing romantic relationships in that certain way. And then lastly, but this is something that is often overlooked because it's all around us. It is normal. And that, that's the big thing too. Like uh, when you're looking at constructs, look at what is so normal to you that you just accept it, but you don't want to. It's something that sits in the back of your mind that you just push away because you feel like, oh, I can't change it. This is how it is. The how it is, is the most beautiful, terrible construct of all. And it is probably the easiest to change if you can just see it. Right. And who perpetuates that better than anybody else but the media? If you look, I mean, even this podcast is, <laughs> is, is media here because here we are giving you a construct here of how we see constructs and it is media. You are listening to it. And wow, now we're and we're what we're what are we trying to do? We're trying to change your mind or have you look at constructs in a different way. Well, I'm I'm hoping that we can just offer some of what we've learned out there to people who are looking for it and not force anyone to oh, do no. it. Oh no, no, no. We're not forcing <laughs> anybody not, here. You, you we can don't always, want to be intrusive. You could always turn us off. That's we just fine. have an opinion. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when you look around though, the pervasiveness of media all over the freaking place presenting us with a worldview that is 
maybe contrary to common sense. I know, you know, um, I was mortified the other day. My son really needed some uh, summer clothes and he's not a big shopper. So I know what he likes. And I went out trying to pick things for him and every single item of clothing has some sort of sports team advertisement on it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, kids are like walking ads for some sort of vibrational quality that we don't even understand. Right, right. Because it's wrapped up in a company symbol, a logo. Yeah, it's that, that, that tribal thing. You know, you, I, I'm now wearing this thing to be tribal. And that goes for, you know, uh, political parties. That goes for everything that is bombarded to us day in and day out. Wherever we go, there's billboards, there's... Uh, road signs, everything is trying to convince us to do something that may or may not be in our highest good. You even get on your computer just to check your email or something, which, you know, is media itself. But what do you see? Lots of logos. You know what they are. You don't have to look it up. You know exactly who they belong to and what they mean. And because you're constantly seeing it, it becomes normal. And in that way, maybe something more nefarious can happen. Um, as that normalcy kind of sinks into your unconscious. So to sum this all up, what we're saying here is, again, all constructs are not bad in the sense that they do provide a certain degree of predictability in our life and whatever. But the problem with constructs used to take away our personal power, to take away our agency to make our own choices. That is what creates a situation where our vibration actually gets lower instead of higher. Uh, for example, a positive construct may be your nuclear family, your husband or wife, your children, and you are together and you are married, you living in a house, whatever. That's a construct but it's a construct that can give you a great deal of joy, a great deal of stability. It could be very grounding for you to know that when you wake up in the morning, your wife will be at your side and your child will still be there for you. Maybe you're in a job that you absolutely adore, that you wake up every day and you cannot wait to go do that job. That is also a construct. However, it is a really positive one. And anything that brings you joy in that way um, is not a bad thing because uh, you can grow and change in that sort of situation. It's more like the constructs that make you feel controlled, that make your life a little, uh, you know, the box of your life a little bit smaller and more uncomfortable. Those are the things that make us feel as though we cannot get out of them. And that those are the things that we tend to take inside as us. We can't change it, so we need to do something with it so we integrate it in order to get okay with it. And so We're always trying to get okay with things that are absolutely unacceptable. And that those are the negative constructs that we are trying to move ourselves out of. But I don't think you can totally get out of all constructs, even the ones that bring you joy, because... Geez, what, what, what would that look like? Something you can try at home is pick one thing that you don't like in your life and really, really look at it. Don't shove it to the side, but really look at it and see if there is something, anything you could do, just a small movement 
to move away from that, even if it is just about dreaming something perfect. So say you're having a problem in a relationship and you start dreaming about what that what you really want that relationship to kind of look like and feel like. Um, that is your first step to breaking out of these constructs of things that we feel as though we cannot change. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking about common blocking constructs. So looking forward to having that. In the meantime, if you want to explore your own constructs and why you bring them into your life, be sure to make an appointment with me and we will be happy to sit down and use our time temple charts or whatever we have available to us to discover that and help clear those programs. Just simply go on to the website, vitalbioenergetics.com and click on book online. And then at that point, you can book your session online. I also offer a 30 minute free consult and we would be happy to talk about that with you. So thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please visit our website at www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.